Hi, and welcome to the podcast, His Hands in All Things. My name is Leighton Evans, and I am the host. Our main goal for this podcast is to receive insights from my guests and myself about times that we have felt the Lord's hands in our lives. I hope that this episode will touch you spiritually, and you will be able to connect with this guest. Again, thank you so much for listening, and please enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of His Hands in All Things. Today, my guest is Jason F. Wright. Jason is a New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author, and he is known for writing the books Christmas Jars and Wednesday Letters, and so I am so excited to have him here today. Thank you so much for coming on, Jason. Thanks for having me, Leighton. All right. So from what we've been talking about a little bit, you know that we on this podcast talk about um, times the Lord, we felt the Lord's hand in our lives. So what experience would you like to share? Well, boy, where to begin? Um, I just feel like, I feel like the Lord has, um, I don't think I've always been listening real well, but I think he's been trying to guide my life since, since the beginning. One episode um, experience, I guess, that I've thought um, a lot about is actually happened sort of fairly recently. I was, I was in the car driving home uh, early, early in the morning from the airport. I had just dropped my wife off uh, at uh, Washington Dulles Airport and in Northern Virginia to fly out to Utah for a week. I was driving home and uh, the the roads were wet. There was a little bit of light rain falling and the temperature was sort of hovering right around freezing, uh, but there wasn't, you know, certainly didn't seem, seem like anything was frozen. And, and I live about an hour and a half from the airport. So there's um, a stretch more than half of that drive that's pretty quiet and rural sort of through, um, uh, you kind of get out of the Northern Virginia suburbs and then into, into the boonies as we call it here in Virginia uh, until you get out to uh, where I live in Woodstock. So about halfway through that stretch, I just felt as if the Lord was sort of almost grabbing me by the shoulders and saying, you need to slow down. And, you know, again, it was, it was like a sprinkle, nothing was freezing on the car, the windshield wasn't freezing up at all. But I, uh, you know, I sort of backed off, I was going probably 65 or 70. And so I backed down to probably 40. And I came around a corner. And over the over the span of about a mile and a half, there were five cars off the road. Uh, including the one right in front of me that I watched fishtail spin and end up in the median. And he was probably only 50 yards ahead of me. And I, and I just thought, you know, this is the most clear example I've had in a long time of the Lord saying, if you'll just trust me, then I can protect you in this moment. Now there might be someone listening today, Leighton, who's, you know, been in a car accident and who felt like they weren't prompted or didn't listen to a prompting or whatever. And I certainly understand that, I don't think the Lord saves us from every little trial and obstacle that comes our way. In fact, I think the scriptures are pretty clear that that's not how the Lord operates. 
some of those trials and obstacles and, and accidents in this case are actually a really important part of our, our growing and refining. But this was a time where the Lord said pretty clearly, if you'll listen, and if we want to tie into the theme of your podcast, which is brilliant, by the way, I think he said, um, I'll put you in my hands if you'll listen, and I'll get you to the other side of this, this little rough patch of road and weather and traffic and whatever in one piece. So I think because I listened, because I slowed down, I was not involved in the mess ahead and I was able to sort of make my way safely home. And that just happened about a month ago. So that's a, that's a long answer to a really simple opening question. But I think that is a very recent current um, time in my life when I had to submit a little bit to the Lord's will and doing so might've saved me. Yeah, that's a really cool experience. I totally agree where sometimes those moments come at the, like this kind of sometimes come at the strangest time or come of out of the blue. And there's those moments of hesitation where you're like, um, okay, okay, fall, okay, I can, I can do this or I can, I can slow down like how it was in your instance. But yeah, I mean, I totally agree that the Lord's hand, it's just, yeah. Um, but how can, how, how have you been able to decipher feelings of the Lord's hand in your life um, from maybe moments of your own thoughts? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, um, I mean, I hear that. I've heard that a lot. I served as bishop until quite recently and I had members that would often you know, come to me and say, I just, I don't know if what I'm hearing is, is from the Lord or, or if it's just in my head. Mm-hmm. And I always ask, well, is it good? Is the, is the thought good? Is the prompting good? And they'll go, well, yeah. So, okay, well, then it comes from God. All, all good things come from him, pure and simple. Um, and if it's not, it doesn't, it's just, it's not, it's not that complicated. Um, and so, um, a, a good friend of mine describes, uh, he does quite a bit of writing and speaking and consulting. And he said, he'll sometimes be working on a project and he'll just have this idea that'll just pop into his head and he'll realize I didn't put that idea there. Like it feels like mine because it's in my head <laughs> and I'm writing it onto the page of the presentation or I'm standing at the pulpit sharing it, but it's an, it's an idea that, that came from someplace else. So when you have those kinds of promptings and, and you're wondering, is it the voice of the Lord or is it my own? Often they're the same. It's simply the same. It's the same good voice. I mean, that, isn't that the point of this life is to align ourselves and our will so closely with the Savior that we begin to resemble him? That's, that's what it means to be a disciple in the first place. Is to, is to look and sound and walk and talk. And, and back then in the scriptures, they might even have dressed like him to be a real disciple, right? And in, in the current vernacular, that's exactly what a disciple is. A follower on social media is someone that follows that person in every way they can. Well, a follower of Christ follows that person in every way they can. And that means I want to start thinking like Christ. Like that is such a beautiful thought that I, I begin to actually think the way that he thinks. And if I'm striving, Leighton, to think the way Christ thinks, then I'm going to have the same thoughts he'd have. 
So what's the difference? <laughs> Whether that thought comes from him or from me, if they're the same. So I'll go back to where I began with the answer. If it's the same, if it's the same good thing, then it's good. It's from God and you should go and do, listen and go and do. I like how you said that, you know, how like everything comes, everything good comes from God. It really is true. I mean, because sometimes there are those thoughts where you feel like it's, um, it's a really good thought, but you're like, is this my own doing or is this from the Lord? And how you said, if it's good, then it's from the Lord. Cause that's, you know, that's our point in life is to become like God. And I, I mean, come like the savior. And I love how you said that too, as well, how you try to think like the savior, think how he would do, think what he would do in different situations. And that's genius. And we can all apply that to what we do with our own lives. And to recognize that we're going to fail at that. And that's also a part of the plan. We're going to try to be like him, think like him, talk like him, pray like him, forgive like him. And then we're going to make mistakes in, in, sin because that's the one area where we cannot become like him in this life we just can't and that's where the atonement enters in yeah that's so true i mean how like um we we came here and our ultimate goal is to return to him and our father in heaven but we're mortal and it just we we have to work at it and it won't you know just come at like the push of a button or a snap of a finger is that the whole point of our life here on earth is to become like our savior by working at it little by little. Yeah. Little by little is a good way to put it. Just recognizing that progress comes in little steps. And if you make a little bit today, grow on it tomorrow and then grow on that the next day. And, and eventually over the course of a lifetime, hopefully, you know, we find ourselves in a position to take full advantage of the atonement and then to, you know, be literally in his hands, not just figuratively as your, as your podcast theme would suggest. Yeah. So you were mentioning the um, atonement a little bit earlier. Have you had a moment in your life where you've really just had the atonement implemented in your life? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, every day, every single yeah. day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of the, things I've learned probably most, one of the more profound spiritual lessons I've learned over the last few years is just how often we, we, I think we grow up feeling like I certainly did when I was young, that the atonement for the big stuff, you know, the atonement is that, um, is that, that giant bandaid that we need when we commit serious sin you know, the kind of sin that weighs on us for days and weeks and months or years, the kind of sin that requires us to meet with a bishop or a, you know, some other priesthood leader of some kind. But the, the truth is the atonement is the bandaid of every size. It is for when your heart is broken because a friend betrayed you or a girl or a guy broke your heart um, or someone ran a stop sign and, and smashed your car and broke your leg. The atonement covers all pain and all anguish and all sadness and, and all of our, all of our heartache, whatever that might be. And so I hope we're accessing the atonement every single day of our lives. I don't have, I don't have a particular standout experience other than I've, I've just had to look in the mirror every single day and say, I, I need you today. Um, 
and here's how, and it varies from day to day. Yeah, that's totally right. I, I totally agree. We're like lots of us just in our own mindset think that, or just feel that the atonement really is for those big standout moments or those really big life changes um, in our lives.com. But it actually is meant to be there for us every day and we can implement it in every aspect of our lives. I've definitely have in my own life and some of my biggest trials or tribulations have felt the atonement, but also, you know, just where I felt like, you know, it's not the, or it's just a normal day and it just feels like it's not going the way I want it or just feeling a little bit down or anything like that. You know, I can just pray and the atonement can be implemented into that as well. It doesn't have to be something super big like you were explaining. And I really liked that. Yeah. I think if more of us will remember that the atonement covers um, everything imaginable will be every day a little bit more clean and the more clean that we are, the more we're able to serve him and to do some good in the world. The savior needs us. He needs us in the game right now more than ever. And the best way to get in the game is to, um, to embrace the atonement, even on the days when we're not sure we really need it. And we do, we always do. Yeah. I like how you said that as well, you know, where we think we might not need it. Cause you know, we could be thinking our day is going well, everything's going according to plan. We're just like, I don't, I don't think I need that in my life or I don't feel like I need it today, but it's true. In every sort of aspect in our lives, the atonement is needed. And I, you know, I've in my own life as well, I've had moments where I just have been feeling like I've had a really great day. And it's just like, I don't think I need the atonement. I don't need that kind of boost me up or anything like that. But I totally agree that in every sort of life aspect, it's there and we do need it. And we should try to use it in every single day and be more aware that it is there. Yeah. I think you said that better than I could probably Leighton. Awesome. Thanks. Um, so is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners? I don't think so. Other than, you know, this, this, um, I guess maybe we could conclude with where we started with the experience I had. I, I'm, I don't know that I would have, communicated it quite like this five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. But today I recognize that that experience in the car, when I felt the hand of the Lord in my life, nudging me off the gas pedal a little bit and just inviting me to be a little more careful, a little bit more cautious. That is, that is an outgrowth of the atonement. That's, that is what that is. Even, even that, you know, potentially silly little moment in traffic at six o'clock in the morning on a quiet country road that, that also connects back to the atonement. It is, it is him um, reaching out to save me in every way that we use the word save, whether it's spiritual or emotional or physical or mental. And, and so I, I hope if you're listening today and you're having a rough day and you're wondering if you still matter, if you still have value, if the Lord is still willing to work with you, just remember that the atonement reaches out and and touches you every single second and every minute of every single day, if you want it. Um, and if you, if you can't feel it 
if you feel like for some reason you've stepped a little bit too far into the shadows to sort of feel the light and the love of Christ, then call a friend, call a bishop, call a sibling, call a roommate, um, you know, talk, talk to somebody and just say, will you remind me how much God loves me? And, and they will because he does. And that's how he works. That's so true. And how you implemented that if we are in the shadows just a little bit that we can always reach out to a loved one, someone that we know and someone that we can trust to be able to be able to come back to that light. I, I really like that. Thank you so much, Jason, for coming out of your busy schedule to be able to be on here today. If any of the listeners would like to follow you or reach out to you, what are some of the best ways that they could do that? Uh, easy to find me on on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Jason Wright author. You can find my website at uh, just search Jason Wright author on your favorite search engine. And I pop up pretty quickly and, and feel free to, to reach out anytime, any place. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for um, being on this pod, this podcast um, out of your very busy schedule. My pleasure, Leighton. Thank you so much. Good luck going forward. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of His Hands in All Things. Two huge shout outs I'd like to give are for Luana for designing my cover art and for Javin for composing my music. If you would like to share your story on the podcast or if you would like to reach out to me my socials are on facebook his hands in all things and on instagram at his hands in all things or you can email me at his hands in all things at gmail.com again thank you so much for listening to this episode and i hope that you have a great rest of your week